And now, the right reasons. Yo, New York in the house. It's Brooklyn in the house. Welcome to the right reasons. I'm Juliette Littman. And I'm David Jacoby. And we are free from the shackles that are the Bachelor franchise. Goodbye, ABC. It's as, all Bravo today. Like, as much as we love it, you know what I mean? It's it, it's nice to be free of it. Oh, yeah. You gotta mix it up a lot. After, like, week five in each one of those seasons, you're, it kind of gets, like, a little formulaic and repetitive. Yeah, and it's it's a hard shift. So we're going to get into Blow Deck. Yep. The Vanderpump trailers here. Yes, so exciting. I love the Vanderpumpers. Dating Naked finished last night with a shocking finale. Shocking finale of Dating Naked. I went deep on VH1. Black Ink Crew. I've watched every episode. Okay. She's Got Game. I watched every episode. That's crazy. But before we get there, I'm really excited about Ladies of London. We went from the tropics in Mexico in summer of Bachelor Mm -hmm. in Paradise hard into Christmas in winter in London. Yes. Deep fall London. It's not nice out. And I could tell from the various texts and email communications that we had, that <laughs> this morning I've re-brushed up on Ladies of London because I could just feel your passion for the franchise. I love this show so much. It's exactly what I want out of my Housewives-style television programming. I feel like you know more about the cast members of this show than you do about our colleagues at Grantland. I might. I did. I spent a lot of time on the internet this I week can researching imagine. them. I can imagine. I can like, imagine. A lot. First of all, Bumpkin, the restaurant owned by yep. Marissa and her husband, Matt, mm-hmm. they have four locations. Really? Yeah. They're like successful. Are they each called Bumpkin? Yes, they are. God. I know. Like, at least do like Bumpkin. Bumpkin. Like, and they're like... Schmen- Thimble. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like, kind of like, I don't know. Like... Cornucopia. So, so this, they should rename Bumpkin Cornucopia. They spent the, <laughs> maybe. I think it's better. It's a, a load of plenty. I think that name's kind of corny. Okay, fine, <laughs> nice one. Moving on. <laughs> the eye roll after the pun joke is one of my favorite Juliet moves. The uh, this episode, they spent the previous episode. And first of all, if you don't watch this show, You're you should. Up. You really should. But it's about some expats and some local London ladies and sort of the trying to make it in They're the upper just crust. Local London ladies, please don't okay. undersell uh, all right. them. Sorry. Well, because if we asked you to d- describe them, we would stay here for twenty five minutes because you know everything up- about them. Upper class British gals mm-hmm. and um, three Americans. It's three three Brits, three Americans. Okay. One then- is named Juliet. Okay. The previously, they spent the entire episode um, only exclusively talking about these Thanksgiving Day plans. Yes. Right? Marissa was going to hold one at Bumpkin, her restaurant. Caroline S. was going to hold one at her house. It was all this drama about who gets invited and com- competing dinners and this, this, and that. This episode, You're... they just breeze over them. Also, that it's because Juliet has asked Marissa to host a birthday slash Thanksgiving, yes. and then asked Caroline too. So to she do the same she thing. She pits them against each well, other. Well, it's because when Marissa said that she would do it at her home, whenever she freaked out. Blah, blah, blah. But I really expected this episode to be those dinners. I'm glad but we they moved did on. Ten second flashbacks. You could tell they were boring but dinners. Been really boring. They were dinners. really. They're just like normal dinners. You want to no know why? Fought. Because Thanksgiving has no significance in England. It's not. So that's why. Yeah. Also, like, have you? If you, if they're like, we're gonna um, video record your family's Thanksgiving dinner. Would it be exciting? Yes. Really? Yeah, because my family's awesome. My, <laughs> yeah. Mine would not be. Like, it's just like, it's <laughs> yeah. dinner. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like a long day. You just like sit around. It's like, it's not like there's like one, like, I don't know. There's not like a, some kind of like pinata or whatever. <laughs> did <laughs> anyway. you notice, did you notice in the flashback what Juliet was wearing? Oh God, no. it really bothered me. Pilgrim blouse. Oh, really? For Thanksgiving, Julia. It's not Halloween. I'm going to say, but you're the guy who wears your skull sweater every year on Halloween. Like, you have, like, okay. a designated shirt for your favorite holiday. Yeah, I do. It's for Halloween only. So, that's like what that. she it's does, It's the only too. day of the year I can wear a skull sweater and not feel like a douchebag. <laughs> but that's what she does, too. Like, okay. she's like that's, she's really passionate about this one holiday. It's very Chris Kardashian. I think it's fine. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't do it, but whatever. Anyway... Um, I like this episode a lot because I really got into the nitty gritty of like class rules in London. Yes. It was really good. Which is really the draw of the show for me. Absolutely. How is this culture drastically different from our culture? And when you start like un- un- peeling the layers of the onion, it is. It's not, I'm not sure that I'm willing to believe it is this drastically different. It is different, but they just like, the show is perfectly positioned to play into American cliches about European class issues. Yes. So like it, it, it really, it, it like knows what I want as as an Anglophile. It knows what I'm looking for in my ladies of London, and mm-hmm. it gives that to me on a f- 
silver platter. It sure it's does. It's so good. So Marissa, who is the enemy of Juliet, mm-hmm. has a box at Royal Albert Hall. Do you know about Royal Albert Hall? No, but I get it. It's just like, you know, Lincoln I know about Center it or whatever. I know yeah, about yeah. it because Adele had a concert there and okay. I have a okay. concert okay. DVD. So don't ask so. me these leading questions. Like, do you know about Royal Apple Hall? It's like, oh, well, I know because Taylor Swift once did a concert there. I'm just get, letting you know, okay. okay? This is a very punchy podcast so Look, far. Look, I'm fired up this morning. Anyway, um, she does not invite Juliet to her box at Royal Albert Hall mm-hmm. on Christmas Day. It looks lovely. There's like a place to hang out and then you switch over and you watch like the caroling or whatever. Yeah, so the, the caroling is a huge deal around Christmas time. Having a box is a huge deal. But having a box is a huge deal. But they don't, not only do they have a box, they have like their own like party Salon, room. Salon, yeah. Like a they, parlor. Which, yeah, well, they have their own parlor where they all like get gathered beforehand and then when the show starts, they go to their box, which is a great way for any live performance. Absolutely. <laughs> like that is fantastic. You are basically, I can't imagine that like the actual talent on stage gets treated any better than that. And then they don't really lay this out, but it seems like you get a box when you kind of hit a certain level of like wealth or like importance. It's I think not- you can buy your way into a box, can't I you? I guess so, but Julie was like, I'm about to get mine because I'm going to be a lady. Oh, maybe maybe you can't buy your way into But a I box. don't know. Marissa, we're not, I'm not she has a box. Her husband is British, mm-hmm. which is important, but for to some people it's not enough. Let's play a clip from Annabelle discussing Marissa's lifestyle. It's the best. The image that she's portraying is very important. And it comes from a place that is kind of quite middle class, upper aspirational middle class. So Marissa, this was this bite was played as Marissa was hosting everybody at, at the at the hall in her box, and she does have this sort of like overdone, enthusiastic, welcoming, friendly. I want to be a host. I want to be liked. I want to be the best. I want to be smiling. I want to be that. And Annabelle diagnoses that as just like upper class aspirational, and that's, I loved everything about that's it. That's the most cutting insult you could throw at Marissa. Absolutely. It's like, that would be mean under any circumstances, but particularly within this setting where she's trying to like put on a show to seem like she's like in charge, and she's she is like the aristocrat. Yes. It's like so cruel, and Annabelle says it so casually, and Annabelle is British. She's like, she was Steve, uh, or Alexander, Alexander McQueen's, McQueen's muse. Muse, yes, and like, she deserves it, because she's got not just a physical beauty but she's got a presence got a cool presence about yeah. her like she can pull off a motorcycle jacket no problem oh absolutely yeah. like with anything like yes. she's like any like any outfit she would make it work and it's just like it's so cutting and it really is clear that marissa trying to like seem like perfect absolutely that is what she's doing i don't you know like I mean? her no like it's her? impossible to like her she's a bitch like she's also just like she doesn't have any warmth to her at all like i feel like juliet is also unlikable but there's some yes, warmth to i her. like juliet more than you for sure and I like she's okay the 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 class stuff is 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 so much fun to talk about and diagnose because we, at first you just look at them like real housewives and all the real housewives shows there is a little bit of a hierarchy in terms of sort of but it's really just financially based yeah you know what i mean and here there seems to be sort of like a behavioral based and a genealogical based and like a marriage based class structure and um one of the best examples of that is this clip that joe's gonna play right now feels some animosity towards Marissa. She's married a Brit. You married to a Brit, you don't have to work as hard to get in to those circles. Marissa's made it. And Julia doesn't have that. I love everything about that clip. So that was Julie, ta- uh-huh. who also married a Brit. She married... I went so deep on Julie and her husband. All right. So, so just so you know, Juliet, Marissa, and Julie, Julie are, are the Americans. three Americans, two of which Marissa, who we just talked about sort of hosting this world about healthy, married a Brit. Juliet did not. She's got her husband, who's basically just a, a face on a computer screen. We never see him. <laughs> never, never see Gregor. him. Gregor. But Julie, if only we had someone... That could have like a ton of internet research information <laughs> about Julie. Do you know anybody like that? Oh, I'm so happy to be here for you. So do it. Julie's from Illinois. Sugar Hills. Sugar Hills, Illinois. Which sounds kind of dirty, but let's move on. Oh, that's true. Also, like whatever. Yeah. So and then she, she met her husband Luke Montague, aka the Viscount. Like some long word. His, he's a Viscount. Like, what, is, what does that mean? On, it's like a title on his okay. on his credit card. She said that she didn't when they met. She didn't know he was like any kind of British no, nobility, and then. And they like went out for dinner and on his credit card it said like Viscount like Gillingham or like whatever his name is and she was like wait 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 your wait, first wait. name is Visconti yeah <laughs> I'd be like your name is Visconti and then he explained to her that he is in line to become the Earl of Sandwich his family has this like ridiculously expensive estate called Mapperton mm-hmm. they're like an it's like an old 
like they're like old lords, like from like the 1500s in England. They've been passed down like family to family, and um, they're not quite as wealthy as they used to be. Like obviously, it's Clearly. changed a little bit. But he's like from, he's from like this very old family. And he mentioned they played this in the previously on a lot. And it was just one thing that he mentioned. He basically is the upkeep of the house, yeah. whatever Mapperton or whatever. And he mentions how much it costs a year. He's like, well, it costs two hundred thousand pounds a year just to keep this place up. And I was thinking to myself, me and my wife kind of looked at each other like. That's not that much. You know what I mean? Like to, to like upkeep for a castle, like maintenance on an apartment in New York City for a year, like a, a studio apartment in a building. Maintenance is like ten thousand dollars. You I, know what I mean? I guess so, but that's so this is four hundred thousand dollars. No, I'd I, I'd say going the rates now probably about three hundred, three fifty. Well, well, like if it's two hundred pounds, you have to double that though. I think it's a little less than double now, but we can talk about math later. Al- and I have said, no idea what the exchange said it was rate is. Two hundred to three hundred. Yeah, and also they um, opened it up to the public and they give tours and have like a gift shop to keep. It alive, like that's oh, how wow. that's how they fund it. Like it's like a like I could see myself. I, I would like visit that. Like you know when you go to England, like, you can like visit estates or whatever. I like that. Yeah, so I like this cool. one because it does have like like that you know ladies of London tie in. Oh yeah, I would drive an ex- extra hour to just to get to this one because so, I've seen it before. So then he um and she's like really open about that. She's like yeah I'm on the show to help our businesses. Yeah. So then he like was like in media and like he's like a media entrepreneur. Has like sold a few companies. And then I read that he just had this long article in the Independent in the UK about how he was addicted to antidepressants and like wow. didn't really know what was happening to him. And he had like this whole long crazy story about like going through withdrawal and. Like I had to like, find a workaround to read it because I didn't have a subscription to the Independent. Okay. But anyway, I really like Julie and her husband because I feel like they're kind of real. And so Julie, after she had her four kids, then became like a clean eating person. She has like a cookbook. She sells like she has like a food company. She's like an entrepreneur herself. But is it okay? Let me just ask you a question: Is it an entrepreneur like Bethany Frankel, or is it an entrepreneur like you know I've got my line of nails coming like out, like Bethany, like Beth, like really making money, real businesses yeah. with employees and whatnot. Like she has like several cookbooks, and she like has like she like sells like vitamins or whatever. But mm-hmm. it's seen, it's like seemed like the kind of thing that like would be a hit in LA. It's like a lifestyle kind of thing, but it has like like a Jessica some, like, Alba vibe. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I hope that it becomes a big hit. And also, she's like, yeah, I have a title, but I'm not rich like the other girls. I like it. I just think it's great. I mean, I like it. And I, one of the things I like about this show, especially Caroline S., whom I absolutely adore, is th- how they're so mean to each other, so but mean. in a very passive-aggressive way, so it's not like it leads to a, a, a fight. You know what I mean? Like when, when um, your girl, Julie, who I'm not in love with, to be honest. Uh, why, wore- why not? I don't know. I just, I just, I just don't. Whatever. I just, okay. She doesn't just, do it for me. She doesn't do it for curious. me. She doesn't do it for me. When she, she's she, not mean. That's why she's not mean. That's why I don't love her. <laughs> she comes into the room wearing like, like this. Um, I think it was an Alexander Wang like dress. It was a, just a very normal red dress. Everyone's wearing red at this Christmas dinner. Caroline, my girl, sits back, laid back with a glass of champagne in her hand, and says, "Oh, you look like you're going to the prom. That's so cute. I know that was so. I want to give you a corsage, and that that like the equivalent of that is just like saying the most disrespectful thing you could possibly think of. It's like talking about someone's mom. If you look like you're going to the prom, I want to give you a corsage. It's so cute. Like cute has positive connotations, but in this phrase, it's 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 the worst thing you could possibly say. I also think that so um. Caroline Fleming, who we haven't even gotten to. God, I love Caroline Fleming. Caroline Fleming is the newest addition to the show. Give me give me twenty seconds. Go. She is a single she's single. She has three kids. Her first marriage for the first two kids. A, yeah, you gotta go Nick, back though. Yeah. I'm just saying okay. where she is now. I'm sorry. Let me not give notes. Go ahead. Seriously. It's my bad. I apologize. Don't apologize. This is me apologizing, Juliet. <laughs> she um, was married to Nicholas Fleming, who is the nephew of Ian Fleming, who wrote the James Bond books. They got divorced. She had a third kid with a football player, I mean a soccer player, who is not that famous. I mean, like, he's famous in England, but not to me. And now she uh, she also has, like, her own business. I forget what it is. She was a model. And she's, like, legit Danish royalty. She's a baroness. But she had to, like, officially give up that title when she married the Fleming guy. So mm-hmm. she's, like, abdicated her throne, but remains very tight with uh, the Danish royal family. Princess Mary, who's a big deal in Denmark, is one of her best friends and will be on the show. That's so exciting. And so the other things about her, she was... She was a model for yes. two years, which isn't a it's long very career. Short. That's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, were you really a model? You know what I mean? She was a model for two years, and she also is kind of like a Heidi Klumish sort of a like a fashion show reality competition thing. Like she's kind of like yeah, the Heidi Klum of Denmark. I yeah, want to say she hosts it. 
Yeah, and she's pretty. Like yeah, she's, she's really a good-looking pretty. girl. You really know what pretty. I mean? Like, like she looks great for having three kids. And then when you saw a couple things, so she hosted a Danish Christmas dinner, which yeah. wasn't really Danish. You know what I mean? She had some Danes nothing there. Nothing about made it. Nothing about it was Danish. Yeah. Maybe like you don't wear shoes. Yeah. Well, she didn't wear shoes when she hosted the thing. But one thing I want to talk to you about. I don't know if you noticed this. Her dinner table. Yeah, she had like a, like a platform above it. Yeah, it was like. If you stood next, there's three floors. It was kind of like like a seafood tower mm-hmm. that they serve you. It has like three levels. So you sit down and then there's um, the food and, and your guests. You can see your eye line when you're seated. But then above that, like above your head, there's a second platform for like flowers and trinkets. And then there's a third platform. It was just so weird. Even on television, it felt cramped in that room. Yeah. It was too much. Like she was like, she had like sold the air rights over her table or something. And like trying to like, make <laughs> yes, the most exactly. of it or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't really get it. But. But um, that was a weird dinner because the way they were talking about it beforehand made it sound really formal and like it'd be a really big deal. I mean, the guys were wearing tuxes. I guess, but like that's just like having your friends over and ask them to dress up. It's not like officially a formal meal. Yeah, and I also feel like you can have very formal events at your house, but you have to have a guest list of over nine people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you're getting, if I'm really getting dressed up, I want to see and be seen. I don't want to just, like, hang out with my buddies. You know what I mean? Like, that, I can just wear regular clothes if it's just, like, the regular people I regularly hang out with. Right. You know? There was nothing, like, particularly special about this dinner. I didn't even get a strong Christmas vibe, aside from everyone wearing red. Yeah. And it was weird, but I love Caroline Fleming because she's like, she is so confident in her social stature that she doesn't need to wear shoes at her party. She just does whatever. She just like, she just is like, F- it world, I'm here. Here's my thing. And this is, this is one of the, the, the Jacobian theories, which is so obvious that like someone's already said it before, but I'm claiming it anyway. You get to a certain point where it behooves you to sort of look and feel of a lower stature. You know what I mean? And and then you get to – and then also if, if you're lower at a certain point, it behooves you to sort of look and feel of a higher stature. That's why – like it, it, it companies will say. That's why like you always see like the guy in charge is always wearing like some performance fleece or something. You know what I mean? And like some khakis. Like Steve yeah, and, and, and like all of the people that report to him are wearing immaculate suits. You know what I mean? It's like – and like I, that's why like you know Hugh, Hugh Hefner was just like, I'm never getting out of my pajamas. <laughs> like I'm a multimillionaire. A also the signature look then becomes yeah. like the Hugh Hefner robe. Yes, it, and hence Caroline's sort of like whimsical craziness. She's kind of like weird. You know what I mean? She's like running around in her bare feet at her house when in this formal dinner. And she's got like a a way about her. Like when she force fed the other Caroline. Yeah. Like she's just kind of like weird and like I, like I don't know what the right term is. But I think that she kind of eccentric I'll say. But I think she kind of puts it on a little bit because everyone imposes this sort of like aristocratic behavior upon her. So yeah. she, she revolts against it. It's great. I, I just love her, her vibe. She's very relaxed. One thing I noticed, there was multiple events to this episode, the Royal Albert Hall thing, the dinner party mm-hmm. and all of them. Caroline Stanberry brings her makeup artist as like her plus one. The Luke. Luke. Yeah. He's like a guest. He's like. I think that's her go-to package deal when her husband's yeah, out there. Uh, yeah, I think that's just her go-to escort. You know what I mean? This is not. This is not not a unique scenario where like a a, a lady of leisure has a a you know a, a gay BFF that sure. kind of rolls with her. Like this isn't like a new thing. But it, it's funny that like his Chiron is is makeup artist and not like friend. Yeah. Because it's clearly like, is he he's on the friend. clock? Is he there to like do her makeup? He also kind of acts out of pocket. Have you noticed that? It's <laughs> yeah. kind of like I kind of feel like he's just acts like a little bit too much. Like he belongs there and says certain things that are kind of crass or whatever. It's kind of like, dude, like sure, button it up. He's man. like the Jonathan Cheevan of the show. He's totally the Jonathan Cheevan of the show. But Jonathan does. Cheevan is like a little jealous. jealous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Jonathan Cheevan is like gets to be known as like PR person, not exactly, makeup not artist. makeup artist. Yeah. yeah, he's like it's like he's more of like an associate than like an employee. Yeah, I mean, we do have to move on, but I we just, do. A, I know. I'm sorry. There are a couple I things. Like, couple things I want to say. Again, where are your husbands? No, they don't even come home for Christmas. Where are your husbands? So bizarre. They're ne- like none of them are anywhere. I think they're. Just, I think what they all. I think honestly, they don't be on TV. they're just like this is corny. Like yeah. I'm just gonna let my wife do this. Whatever makes her happy. I can golf or like drink, but like I'm not participating. I really, really want to go to London in December now. Like real big time. Why? It just looks so great and like merry and festive. And rainy. I, but like I it don't doesn't mind. snow. Like I New York, you get snow where it's like beautiful and like that's festive. But like rainy ass. Like, I have a really good winter coat that's that's waterproof, so I could wear it while. There. Sorry, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> that, that is, if you get a good jacket, you will travel just so you can yeah, wear it. Exactly. Yeah, I understand. I thought that makes perfect sense. I just like I really want to go. Like, who knows? Maybe just like 
I've got a great pair of boots. I live in Los Angeles. Yeah, I know. What? I can't even travel with them because they take up too much space in the bag. No, I think I'm just going to do it by myself. Just like live the ladies of London life in December for a week in London. Do it. I'm going to go just like, there won't be anything playing at Royal Albert Hall, so I'll just go and like hang out by myself in the parlor room. Do it. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Below Deck. Below Deck, mediocre episode. You know. I'm going to say bad episode. Boring. There's more more with Dean. You know what I mean? Dean is so comf- comfy in these environs. I know. It's, how long until Dean gets his own show? No. He doesn't say anything. Like, don't forget that he, like, rarely adds. But he did do this thing where he was like, here's what's going to happen, crew. We're going to have a diving competition where you have to jump off the bow of the boat and we will judge you. And it is really like, at what point, like, what? at what point does does the crew be like, you know what? No. Nah. You know what I mean? Like, I think nudity probably. I guess so. I don't know. Rocky probably would go for that. Yeah, Rocky would do that. But it's like, I just kind of feel like Dean's motivation for this competition was to push that l- limit. Just that it's like a dance monkey's dance thing. It's just like, it's like really pushing it to the edge and just, it's just sort of disrespectful I, in nature. I didn't like this competition because it made me ask a lot of questions. Like, where do they get all these costumes from? Like, like all this, like, just like it reeked of producer intervention in like a very annoying way. Yeah, it's a good point. And so I didn't like it. I was like, because they... Basically, the only one who actually does a dive is Rocky. Yeah, but who's like a professional yeah, diver? She's a professional yeah, yeah, diver. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and the other ones, they, they jump in the water in like crazy costumes. They make a big goof of it, which is a weird move though, because like you don't want to have more clothes on you when you jump in the water. I don't, I don't get that. I don't. I, it, I didn't. You know what? I, I don't know what happened there. It was just bizarre, and I guess like I don't know. Captain Lee seemed to really like it, but if you had asked me to guess, it'd be like no. Captain Lee'd be against that. The other thing that then you have to wonder is like, okay, if Eddie is jumping into the water, who's like manning the ship? And then I go back to being distracted by how many people, how many are people actually, actually on this boat? Like, who's actually working on this boat? And who's a cast yeah. of a reality television show? It 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 it, 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 it suspended my suspension of disbelief, and so mm-hmm. I didn't like it. I was like too distracted by the logistics of how this was working to really like enjoy. Rocky's very good. Dive. I liked Rocky, and I also liked Rocky's nude bathing suit. The nude bathing suit is a really weird play because it, really it makes weird. you look naked, right? But then you're like, but where are the body parts? Like you're not. Yeah, naked. it's like you look. You look sort of like a doll. You know what I mean? I just wonder. I, it's going to come into fashion at some point. I'm predicting it now on the right reasons. She's so weird. So Rocky continues to not make eye contact with anything or anyone. It's so strange. It is just the weirdest thing. And then like she had a really bad date with Emil, which we'll get into more. But at the end, she just. Just, like took her dress off and was wearing kind of like lingerie underneath it mm-hmm. but like functional lingerie and just jumped into the water yes. and I was so confused by that like I just why because she just wanted to get away from a meal so she jumped into the kind water. of I think she's just also she, got this kind of like playful vibe I guess you know what so. I mean it just seemed like um not optimal place to be swimming and it was because it was like near where a lot of boats were docked and you don't want to be yeah. just, like swimming gasoline the and yeah, stuff yeah, really yeah, yeah 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 it was just a really weird move um but so I guess like the main event of this episode was that Emil and Rocky went on a date, which can be broken down with one sentence, which is what Juliet. They were wasted. Emil got hammered. Emil was. Emil was like the drunken date. I think if you guys are on a date and you both get wasted, like that's a great night. Yeah, it's, it's a fun. fun. It's an icebreaker. It's like, oh god, I can't believe we did that seventh shot. You know what I mean? But like when only one of you is wasted, right. it's just like that is not a good vibe. And she didn't even like enjoy it. Like she no, did, she didn't. She like, hated it. Yeah, it made me just. It just reminded me that he's like what twenty one. Yeah, I just do not like that guy. Interesting. He's I, just not a likable guy. I don't like him that much either. And I don't I don't even find him attractive, and I feel like I, I typically would. I'll tell you why you don't find him attractive. Because he thinks he's attractive. That's true. He's been told that he's attractive, and he is. Like, just like as an alien. So. Objectively, like, if you just saw a picture of him. You could see him in, like, a polo ad. Yes, exactly. But I feel like he's been told that so long in South Africa, and, like, hasn't been in the real world, where he really realized he's not, like, the 99th percentile. He's really just, like, the 92nd percentile. He hasn't had that humbling yet to, like, so he can really build his personality. Right. He's, uh... He's not for me. And their date was just, like, so silly. Again, it made me just think the producers made them do it because, like, nothing was happening. Yeah. Because why did only two people leave the boat that night? I don't know, man. It is getting kind of producey. But it, it'll be back, hopefully. Yeah. Be, I, I need a new – I want a new charter every week. They had a, a Greek-themed party. Kate was handing out Greek goddesses, gods mm-hmm. and goddesses to everyone. She had a very deep knowledge of, of Greek deities. I was impressed. She was pretty good. She was pretty good. Yeah. She was – I mean – She's entertaining. Yeah, and she she, she, she gave she she made a lightning bolt for Dean so we could strike people down like Zeus. <laughs> Those two should like I don't know like find some kind of professional partnership. Seems like they really like each other. It seems like they do have a, a good, healthy, unhealthy working relationship. Yeah, I mean, 
the whole the whole thing is good. Also, then there was like that one moment where something was like going. Oh, the anchor like had fallen off or something like that. Something. And so Eddie had to jump in to like take care of it. And oh he, yeah, the the tie was in the propeller. Right. So he jumps in the water. He puts on like a scuba tank and mm-hmm. like mask yeah. or whatever, but he doesn't change into a bathing suit. He jumps in in like his regular clothes. Yeah. What was that? I, I, I think he, what I think he wanted to do, he wanted to be the guy to save the day, right? Because that's Eddie's personality. Yeah. But he didn't want to be like, oh, hold on. Like, give me five minutes to get my swimming clothes take on. Take your shirt off. Totally. It didn't make any sense. It didn't really make sense. I can't even explain Too it. Too much clothing being worn in the water this week. Look, I'm no nautical expert. I never really lived by the water, but I do have this question. How the hell does a fan the size, like, not even of a ceiling fan, of like a desktop fan, propel a gigantic boat. I have no idea. How do the physics work on that? Like, don't you need a big ass fan, like a plane size fan to like propel a boat? We have a lot of questions about the operation of yachts. Like a yeah. lot. We need Captain Lee on this podcast to answer our questions. We really do. I mean, it's, it is really mystifying. And also, I just, I don't understand. I have so many questions. Oh, and that girl Connie was like, this ship fits 21 comfortably. And I was like, 21 that we know about? Or or 21 total, <laughs> exactly. 21 guests. How does this like, all work? I was like, who's the 21 here? I just, I don't know. I was just very distracted by the, the operations. Do you know what Eros. you're going to love? You're going to love when they squeeze one more episode out of this season and they do that like we should have shown episode yeah. and they show like like the behind the scenesy stuff and the producer stuff. That's going to be a big week for Julia. Like, let's just count it out. Like, we have eight people in the cast, right? Something like that. Something like that, eight or nine. Then there's like six people. Who are uh, the, charters. the charter guests? Yeah, and then like how many camera people are there? Like at well, least three. Well, you're already three. so eight plus six, you get fourteen. Yeah. But, so you probably need like a couple of bedrooms just for like batteries and assistant cameramen, and those are just like production rooms. Yeah. And that's probably the the. But then you've got to have like four secret crew people that are at actually least. working in the boat. Yeah. Like when Eddie is off doing his dive yeah. in some weird suit, you got to have someone actually like making sure you don't hit any icebergs, like in the Titanic. Even though I know they're in the Caribbean, that was a joke. No, you didn't like it. <laughs> you, you didn't. Get, you didn't get like didn't my corny. My corny joke didn't work. You want to do it again? No. no? Okay. Let's move on. More dating, Bravo news. Dating. Oh, what, where, are you, where are you going? Vanderpump trailer. Oh yeah. There was I, there was a Vanderpump trailer. It just made me so happy to see those faces and to hear those voices. You know what I mean? Like nothing particularly that interesting happened in the trailer. Let's be honest. It, like I just enjoyed them being back in my life, but it wasn't like one of those like, oh my god, like I, I, you know, like they, usually there's like an ambulance or there's like a big fight or just oh god. <laughs> um, I'm really excited to watch Jax's arrest. <laughs> I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> Jackson, they, they they made mention of it. They show the exterior of the uh, police station. Yeah, and I it, really liked it. Yeah, it was. They were definitely filming the show while that happened. He probably wasn't being followed by cameras. Which now can him- they license the surveillance footage of him? Of him, I would definitely license that or get it somehow, somehow. somewhere. If they can put it on TMZ, then they can put it on the yeah, show. Yeah, or you, or or you have a title card, so they go to TMZ.com or something. <laughs> something because it's so good to watch him steal that thing. Have we talked about this in the podcast? Yeah. Okay. Good. Even like. Now that we know they are filming when he did that, it's even like kind of crazier. It just ups the stakes. He's he just has problems. Also, he has a new girlfriend named Lala. Lala. La 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 la. Um, He paid for her breast implants. He paid for her. She's like the new. What was the chick from last year? The actress. Vale. Vale. She's the new Vale. Vale was too good for the show. Yeah. Vale went to Princeton. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, forty years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We got Lala. Unfortunately, James Kristen's boyfriend is still around. I I'm not into him being a full on cast member. Here's the thing. I am into him being a full-on cast member, and let me explain why. He's just so damn ridiculous. He is. You know what I mean? Like he is like has that Jacksonian, like, I can't believe you're a real person and this is yeah. your real personality and your real life. These are your real ambitions and this is your real thing. Tom is like that too. Like Tom's like all about his band is one of the things that Jack says about him. And then they show a clip of Tom like singing in his band. You're like, Tom, like it ain't happening, it's not dude. Good. Like you guys it, it's not happening, man. Are Tom and Ariel, is it Ariana still together? I think they are. Probably. And, I can't imagine them breaking okay, up. Okay, Shay and Sheena are still married. It's been like a year. How long do you give them? Here, but the storyline's pretty good. Shay There's, has it. Uh, well, Sheena, Sheena's like he's just been drinking so much lately, and then Shay admits that he has like a prescription pill problem, undisclosed what type. And, he, and then, the, then the next line he says, "Do you remember?" No. He's like, "It's well, it's been going on ever since I've known you guys." Oh my god! So this is like a multi-year secret. Addiction, like that's that's really really deep. That's real. Imagine you made, dated somebody for a couple of years and then married them and then like found out the entire time they were actually like using prescription pills. Now Two I don't know what type they are or whatever. 
I mean, uh, whatever. I mean, like, how can you don't just speculate? Find out? Don't I mean, speculate. I won't speculate. Oh wait, you're saying that she should have known, or she? Sh- yeah, it is tricky. You know what I mean? I guess so. I don't know the logistics. I don't either. I don't want to accuse anything of anyone of anything. But I will say, if you have a problem, do not be on a reality TV show. Yes. Wait, there's and, and no ambiguity about that. He didn't look great in the clips that I saw, but I think he was like kind of cryy or whatever. But he, he, he didn't look. Shay didn't look great. I wanted to speculate on how long they would stay married, but it doesn't seem that fun anymore. It doesn't seem that fun anymore. <laughs> Because it might not end in divorce. I, or I know, or just like it's just not funny. Like it would be one thing to be like, oh, these two reality TV clowns thought it'd be a good idea to get married. Obviously, it wasn't. But like, there's like more at stake. There, there's it's like not, actual it's problems. Not fun. Can we move on That's, to fun stuff from the show? Yeah, sure. Is just, there anything? I don't know. I'm trying to think. <laughs> Like, uh, I was just what? trying to move on. Oh, like, well, Tom Schwartz and Katie are going to get engaged. Yes, there must be so much drama with them. If including that in the trailer is not a problem, like there must be so much other shit that goes down with them. Yeah. But like them getting engaged is like besides the point. Like that's not even, not even the peak of the drama. Now, when you wrote on the rundown, you're like, did Jax lose some bulk? And I it's think- it's not so much that. It's like don't sleep on like how much protein powder Jax was ingesting every day. I mean, gross. It's just like. It'd be hard for him to maintain that bulk. What does Jax do when the show ends? Like, what is his life? What is Jax in 15 years? Now, see, that is why I like James on the show. It's because you have these questions about the people because they don't seem like actual human beings. You know what I mean? With, like, aspirations and careers and loved ones. Like, what does Jax do at Christmas? Where does he go? Does he go? Does he go home? Like they don't seem like real people with families and like like that do taxes. Like they don't see. Yeah, you know what I mean. Does he have an accountant? I don't know exactly. How does that? How does Jack do his taxes? How does he file the tips? Like how does it all work? Like that's they like they don't they don't seem like they're like people that go to the grocery store like the laundromat. They just seem like Jackson aliens. Like what's like the number one app that he uses on his phone? On Jacks. Like what's number one? Tinder. Tinder. <laughs> Tinder. That's I mean, come point. on, come on, <laughs> Juliet. Come or on. he has that that fitness app. Maybe it's something like that. Maybe one of those. Yeah, I mean, like for I don't me, think so. it's other than Gmail. It's probably like I don't know, Chrome, my browser, and then like Instagram. Like pretty, yeah. pretty boring. Yeah. But for Jax, it's like probably something really like weird. Yeah. Well, he probably probably just, a version of Tinder. I don't even know. Yeah, about. I'm sure he has a Google alert for himself that he checks like every 35 seconds. But you know what? No, what people like Jacks don't rely on email that much. Like they're they're all text messages, mm-hmm. and like they don't like they, he doesn't like check his email frequently. Emails turn into a business yes. messaging functionality. Exactly. It is not you do not socially email at all. No. You know what I mean? All unless text. it's a unless it's a huge group, and like there's there's and it's just for spam and for business. Yeah. And it's like for formal communication to like create a paper trail. Yes. Yes. Um, so I don't think Jax is doing that. He doesn't need a paper Jax trail. Jax doesn't need a paper trail for anything in his life. <laughs> Except his legal problems. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. It's coming back in October. It's like pretty oh, soon. Oh, really? Yeah, it's pretty oh, soon. Oh, that's the best news I've heard in a long time. Bravo's on an upswing right now. There's something else coming on Bravo that I was excited about. Oh, I didn't even tell you about this. What? I did a really big deep dive catching up on the couples of 90 Day Fiance last night. What? Yeah, that show's coming back soon too. What with a whole new set? Yeah, four new couples, or like five or something. You know, like Married at First Sight is not coming back. No, it's canceled. Canceled after this second season disaster. No, I think it has something to do with the and, restraining orders yeah. and the uh, you know alleged yeah. assaults and you know. So bad. Apparently, and they didn't like do casting properly. Yeah, it came under fire because of the casting practice. Um, just really quickly, Danny and Amy, who met at Bible College mm-hmm. and like were not living together, they have a child. They have a baby. Wow. Yeah. What about Muhammad? They're apparently still together. Muhammad and Danielle. He also is like rumored to have like other girlfriends in America. He like goes to see. Rumor. Just How do you rumor. get the, who's who's like who's writing rumors about Daniel Muhammad? Like where do you find this stuff? Sarcasm.net and like on Facebook. And Shout stuff. to any website that has like an editor and a writer. They're like, we gotta get on this Daniel Muhammad update. We gotta do this. Danny and Amy left have open Instagram accounts, so it's very easy to check up on. Danny that. and Amy is the he's a Mexican rock star? No. no. Oh, that's Yamir and Chelsea. Yeah. Also still together. Wow. I just, last I noticed this is from a few days ago. They were they had been living in Indiana. They're leaving Indiana. Yamir did not say where they are going. What about um, Brazilian and Florida guy. Also, still together. They have what? A, they have a website that has like a counter of like how many like they they have like a very elaborate website. All these people they, they tweet about each other, so it's very easy to check it out. Huh. And she's like discovering American football, and she was I forget what team she was excited about. But um, Juliet, how does this happen? <laughs> 
and you not tell me about it until now. This is a violation of our friendship. This is a, this is a violation of the parameters of our friendship. This is what we do. We spend a lot of time together, and you've just like didn't you had this information didn't share with me. I almost feel like it's kind of like lying. It's because I'm embarrassed. It's, it's akin to lying. It's because I took 30 minutes yesterday to like check to each couple. Oh, it's just yesterday. I feel better now. Yeah, it was yesterday. Okay. Uh, it just like it just d- didn't feel right. Like I know it's 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 like really weird and crazy for me to do that. Mm-hmm. But you know it is relevant to this podcast. I just like the idea that like you've probably canceled plans in the last week, and you're probably like a couple people that are still waiting to hear back from you about stuff. And you just admitted <laughs> that you spent thirty minutes googling these people, but you're like, oh, I'm so sorry, I've been really busy lately. Let yeah, let's catch up tomorrow. Give me a call. I just love a good deep dive. There's nothing better than catching up with people you don't know. I totally understand. <laughs> you don't have to explain the benefits of a good internet deep dive to me and like they're just they make it so easy people who want to be famous they're like just waiting for freaks like me to take the bait and look it works i did Done. it anyway so we got Vanderpump coming back a new 90 day fiance which i just love i'm very love excited um and then i don't know i just feel like there's some good stuff in the mix there is and dating naked came to a close oh my god did a it season ever. that really grew on me really me too it really grew on me it's because they picked two really good main people Ooh, disagree I'll disagree with you right there. Interesting. Why do you think it got I better? I love Chris as a selection, right? Uh-huh. Carrie, I think, has... How do I say this? I think that they should have someone who's going to be the star of their naked television show be a little more physically aspirational. Interesting. Like Fallon. Yes, like Fallon. <laughs> but Fallon was a horrible person. What? I, I hate Fallon. I like that her... You like, don't understand Fallon. Her bitchiness came out... like. Immediately, all the time, always. She cannot hide it. She I, tries for like the first fifteen minutes every time she's on the show. Let's go positive. Chris is a great guy. He is. He's a he's a real catch. I can't believe it. They're so infrequent on reality TV, but he just seems like a really lovely human being. Okay, I don't know about great catch. I feel like he'd be boring after a while. I think I, he's a good, kind. He seems like he's good, emotional, sold human being, but like. I think after a while you'd be kind of you'd be tired of like I mean, not for me. leading the conversation sure. at that time. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So you don't you don't watch television and think about whether or not these people are for you? Is that not, Chris not, is not for me. Not a practice of yours? Um only with certain shows, not with this one. Okay. But Chris is not for me, but I think he seems like a great guy. So it comes down to Elisa. Or they say her name Elisa. No one really knows how to say it, but it's Elisa, I think. Okay. E- Elisa. Elisa. Yeah, the coyote ugly bartender in Vegas. And Chris is like, she's stunning. I do not find her stunning, FYI. No, he's, but he's a nice guy. I know, he really he's is. He's nice. Like, she's not stunning. I love Chris. What, I just like hope he finds happiness. Um, so he comes down to her, and then Fallon comes back, mm-hmm. and Carrie is choosing between them. Carrie yep. has like her latest guy, Dan. He sucked. He was never going to win. Mason, the 21 year old. Yep. And Chris. Mason, Mason's a Southern guy, 21 year old, that came back. And and like she was like oh maybe after dating these other people it made me realize like how mature he was at first I thought age was a problem but it's not Dan is this guy who's from her hometown who like pretends that he doesn't drink that much but totally drinks that much like at one point he's like wow like he got drunk the first night and he's like I don't even drink like that and he proceeded to get like slammered every single time you saw him and also sounds like something I would do if, I'd be like, I don't drink I don't, this much I, I, I swear this is not something I do but like uh, can I have bacon eggs cheese and a uh, double screwdriver. <laughs> The um, so this Dan did all right. How do I explain? Dan is like a little crazy and he wants to be on TV. Like every time that the cameras are shooting someone else talking, I, I found, he pops up. I found him to be the most attractive physically. Okay, just saying. Okay, okay, Throwing that out there. Yeah, yeah cool, cool. <laughs> um, he's uh, you know, but one thing I found interesting is Carrie went on ten weeks, ten weeks. 10 weeks. That is 20% of a year. They spent shooting the show. They spent naked for 10 weeks. She went on a bunch of dates with naked dudes and did not what? Get tan. No. Have sex. Yes. <laughs> she didn't have sex once. So finally she has sex with Dan. She's like, I got to do She's like, I can't go home and he tell was, my girlfriend. He was the hottest. A lot of her guys weren't that hot. So maybe that's why. Yeah, maybe. He had terrible tattoos, though. Oh my he did. God, but so did she. So bad. Yeah, she has really bad tattoos, too. But another thing I want to tell you is I, I brought this up earlier. She, in 10 weeks of being naked and outside in the Philippines, she never established a base tan. It's really weird. How could she not get a base tan after 10 weeks outside naked? I always wonder about um, sunscreen application on reality TV. I, I wonder about that a lot myself. Like, like, do you go out of your way to do it? Like, I feel I get I reapply very frequently. Bachelor in Paradise, like they really needed to reapply. And like on Survivor, what do they do? Survivor, they must be provided. It's or like, I think they're smart. They're also like more intelligent on Survivor and they just like stay in the shade. 
I feel like it should be like illegal to not give people sunscreen. Like I, I feel like it's like very important. cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I, I don't. Carrie, she seemed like Chris and Carrie are both kind of like too sensitive for this show. They are very sensitive, they're, both of them. And they were both like very in touch with their feelings. That's one of the reasons I like both of them. Well, there's a clip here that is Chris trying to explain his feelings for Carrie as he's about to make his decision. Joe, play it. Ooh, a little late from Joe there. Doesn't oh, have no. the clip. Oh, what I'll pull say? it up on my telephone while you fill it for 10 seconds. Okay. So it comes down for for... Basically, there's a lot of fighting that also happens. Fallon and Alyssa and Mason and Dan all fight. And so that kind of pushes Carrie and Chris together. And it, it almost like it, it materializes in a really nice, sweet moment, and, actually. And over the course of the season, Carrie is basically falling in love with Chris. Love. But they've never kissed. They've never, like, they've never really expressed it for he each never, other. He never... Reciprocated. No. So, so He's now, very distracted by the, the women coming in and so out. So now Typical Amy Pathrath and her gorgeous cleavage are, oh standing, are standing on this... Wait, we need a moment on Amy Pathrath. Okay. She had less to do on this season of her show than Chris Harrison did Has on... Done, yeah, anything. She didn't do anything. There's no point for her to be there. And she also drastically changed her appearance. Do, do more... Way too much makeup on the on the last. Yeah, week. she's like a lot smaller. She looks like a lot more. T- looks like she's been doing yoga and she nothing else the last she looks year. Good though. Yeah, yeah. But I just was like, she Whoa. had that Amy Adams American Hustler cleavage thing going. Totally, on. I but, really liked it. But very, you could tell she's very muscular. Yeah, I liked it. Shout to Pafrath. She's getting in the gym. Okay, so Chris is about to make his choice, and here's what he says. And Carrie, you are incredibly beautiful. You are so caring. You're so loving. You're so passionate. You can articulate thoughts and feelings about yourself that I have, and I didn't even know I had. Okay, a few things about that. She's not that beautiful. No. Okay, but to this part, you can articulate thoughts and feelings about yourself that I have that I didn't know I have. I know. It's like, did, did, what did does that mean? <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. I think he's trying to say that she like made him realize something. I think so, too. But he's not that smart. Yeah, I think it's, he's kind of saying, like, I didn't know that I wanted to bone you, but you told me I wanted to bone you, and then I realized I want to bone you. It's like she incepted him or something. Exactly. Because so then, so he's he's faced with this decision of Fallon, this, uh, you know... Really hot, but extremely bitchy. Yes, woman. But I really like Fallon. I'm team Fallon no, all day. Absolutely she not. She better be, like, on next season. And and then we have Elisa, who is never really in the running. Eh. But he definitely had sex with all of these women. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and so, and then so you assume he's going to make one of those choices, and then he turns around and does what? He picks Carrie. He picks Carrie. I was shocked. Carrie's the girl who's been in love with him that he never reciprocated. With. It never he worked considered, out that yeah, way. Yeah, he said it was his friend. Like he's like he totally was like friend zoned with her the whole time. She tried to kiss him and he gave her a little pop kiss and then didn't follow up and said he couldn't. And also he was like, "You've been like my emotional support." Like that's not like really sexy in not this at situation. All. It's such a weird play, but then you're like, oh my god, it's actually going to be this story where these two people went on the first date together, went on and dated everybody else in the world naked, boned a bunch of other people, and then decided that really the two of them were the ones for each other. Except, Carrie... Chooses Mason. She chooses Mason, the cowboy guy, the twenty-one-year-old cowboy. So that leaves Chris there, like, just like, oh wow, like that didn't play out the way I thought it would. I kind of loved it. I was shocked, and I loved it. It was a shocking finish, and it yeah. seemed like Chris was genuinely surprised, and he had a really good response because he's kind of like this perfect dude. He's just a really nice. He's guy. like, I just want her to be happy, yeah. and you know what I mean. Like, we're gonna have a lifelong relationship, and she. This yeah, has been an experience that. that has changed me forever, and like. You know, just want to see her happy. So I hope this works out for her and Mason. It also kind of seemed like maybe he was picking her by default. He was like, I know the other two aren't for me. Yes. Let's give this Carrie thing a shot. I also feel like people on reality shows are cognizant of how they're going to come off. Yeah. And I felt like he saw if he picked Fallon, he comes off as like the dude that's picking the hot girl because she's yeah. hot. He didn't. He truly didn't like Elise. No. So I think that he saw of he can't just pick no one. That'd just be weird for like the producers. So I feel like he picked her. Because that makes him look like an even nicer, genuinely kinder guy. But it kind of backfired because then he ends up with no one. And I feel like she would have picked him had she known he was going to pick her. But he, she told Mason ahead of the finale that he was going to pick her. She was going to pick her. Oh, interesting theory. That's what I think happened. I need an after show. I need to know like where they are now. In fact, I should have checked on its social media before this podcast. Well, someone, we know what Juliet's doing this afternoon. <laughs> I'm very busy. <laughs> we have uh, some weird watches to get into, unless you have more day naked. No, that's my weird watch, really. I'm ready for it to come back. Yeah. Um, Black Ink Crew, tell me about Let's it. Let's go quickly. Black Ink Crew is a show that was on after, I want to say, 
one of the shows I always watched. I think it was like Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Okay. And it was on afterwards. So I'd always DVR Love and Hip Hop Atlanta and catch that like previously on and like catch the first minute and get into it. But then it would stop. You know that? Like how many shows have you watched? So where you many. See the previously on and then you see the first 45 seconds. You're like, oh, this show's really good. So many Bravo And then shows. they freeze halfway through yeah. a sentence and you're like, ah, oh, oh, man. And then you have to like guide and like find it and record it or whatever. So – it was like, oh, this is interesting because there's always real drama. It's a, it's a, the story of a, a group of employees at a tattoo shop in Harlem, right? Now, in a Juliet Littman, like, this is what makes a reality show good vibe. They truly work together before they had a reality show, most of them. And they, like, have long relationships with each other and they have mutual friends. And they're part of, like, a community that's, like, real. It's not just, like, thrown together for the show. Another thing that's real about the show, they really fight. Like, the stakes are really high. Like, I don't, I didn't, I haven't watched every episode. I probably watched, like, the last three. But, like, Puma, he was a defector from um, Black Ink, started his own place, 24. And Caesar, who sort of runs Black Ink, they had beef with each other. And apparently there's bottles being swung. There's like a a real assault and violent incident. And then Puma was living with his his baby mama and his baby. And and Caesar came back with like a goon and was like ringing his buzzer. And it was like – and then so his baby mama and his baby like moving to Atlanta. And Puma's staying in New York because he doesn't want anyone to chase him out of New York. And like it's just like there's a lot of like – Real life high stakes drama going What's on. What's the feels structure real. of each episode? Um, the producers will fake like three storylines. Okay. <laughs> like, 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 like they went this last episode. They went down to North Carolina because, um, ooh, I forget the girl's name. Starts with a D. Sees his girl wants to move back to North Carolina to be with her family and to start a tattoo shop there. And, and like, she's kind of like acting like Caesar's money is her money. You know what I mean? She's upset with him for not doing it. So they go down to North Carolina and like meet her dad and like drink moonshine and like do Southern things. And he does his like New Yorker thing where he's like, there's too many trees. And like, this is crazy. I can't live down here. It's scary. You know what I mean? And then, um, so that, that's a fake storyline. There's this other fake storyline where one of the guys is dating the girl sky sky just got back from jail. She's just out from jail. She's a tattoo artist. And he's also got a stripper from Atlanta who just so happened to fly out from Atlanta to New York. Uh, I bet if you trace the money trail back that Bravo definitely paid for that, that, that ticket. Um, are the customers part of the show? Not really. Like, they don't do any tattooing. Okay. Interesting. They don't. One thing was part of the show is one of the interns, like, they have, like, little interns there or whatever, had a tattoo from another one of the interns that was one of the, it was a picture of herself and it was the worst tattoo I've ever seen. It was like you gave my two-year-old son, like, a tattoo gun and we're like, put, put something on my back. Why don't New York? You totally just pop? yawned. You yeah, totally I, just yawned. Yeah. All right, let's just, move on to another show. You just, just yawned. I was just wondering why New York reality shows are only really pop for me. I can't get over the yawn. I've been doing it the whole podcast. I just, I just really? did it before. Yeah. Really? I'm really tired today. Thursdays are tough. I know. It's late in there. Later in the week. I know. And I, I had, as I told you, I didn't. I left dinner at ten o'clock last night. I had to stay up you, late to watch Jamie Who are you? Well, who I know, are you? I'm living a wild life here. This in is Los crazy. <laughs> Um, but like seriously, I, I, while you're talking about Black Ink, I was thinking about uh, remember the show The Heights? Is that what it was called on MTV? Yeah, of course. Like what? I like that show. Me too. But it only had one season. Like I just don't know if like these New York shows just don't pop. Like they these don't. like New York subcultures. I don't know why. I think we like them because we live in LA and we're nostalgic about New York. But they don't like catch with the rest of the country because it is such a different lifestyle. It's also just like not that sensational. It's like, not. Like it's like yeah, this is like what it's like to live in Harlem, or like this is what it's like to live in Washington Heights, or whatever. Yeah. It's interesting to me, like those shows just don't resonate in the same way. I'm trying to think, like, did the city resonate? Like, what? And like, Real Housewives no, of New York, Real Housewives of New York does. That's true, but that is like a fake upper crust yeah. like thing. I'm it's, just trying to think, is like, are there real? Because be there's always like, oh, this is going to be like the real fame. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, we're going to take kids from uh, whatever that school is called. LaGuardia. LaGuardia. Yeah, we're going to take kids from LaGuardia and follow them around. It's going to be like the hills, but New York City. You always hear that pitch, but never really like. Yeah, it just doesn't works. work. Yeah, it, I guess I guess it is because it's just it's such a different way of living. Maybe. Or something. Maybe they just haven't casted it, right? I mean, I think it's all like sort of casting gambling. You know what I mean? Sure. And also with the Real Housewives, like they actually could be anywhere. The fact they're in New York is like not that central to the show. Because they travel so much. They go to the Hamptons. Like it's just kind of. They do all that stuff. Yeah. The Turks and Caicos, whatever. Casting these shows is so weird. You don't really know who's going to jump off the screen. Like if you would have said like, I'm building a franchise around this guy. Come to – whatever it's called, meet the bartender, Jax, and, like, trust me, he's going to be a star. <laughs> I would meet him and be like, no way! This guy's a clown. Like, I don't even want to spend any time with that guy. <laughs> like, he is, like, a cliche of a cliche. It really- and then he pops off the screen. Well, I think that, he, I mean, he's, like, a real exhibitionist, you know? Yeah. So I think that's that's what you need. All right, let's go to news. Let's go to news. This is, like, a I find this bleak. T-Rav and Catherine from Southern Charm are having another child. 
if you don't watch this show, uh, T. Rav is a politician, a disgraced, a disgraced politician <laughs> who who was caught not. He was charged with distributing cocaine, but really he said he was just giving it to his friends. And he, he was party this favors is, while he was an elected official, a senator, yeah, something like that. State. Some, he's elected kind. elected official yeah. assemblyman, whatever whatever it is. He was he was disgraced, and then he ran again last year. I think he got like two percent of the vote or whatever. But and then he is sort of I'd say he's in his forties. Catherine is sort of a 23, 24-year-old, but very 23, 24-year-old, sort of like younger, kind of hot, but kind of not the most intelligent woman and, and that he impregnated. He never really claimed her. You just yawned again. He never really claimed her as a girlfriend or even as a baby mama while he was no. on the campaign trail. He never really claimed her as anything. He's like held her like just beyond arm's length. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then like they would go to events and not talk to each other. It was really weird. They don't have a healthy relationship from what I saw on television at least. And then when you find out that having another kid what's the first thing that comes to mind haven't they heard of birth control exactly you're just like how did like logistically how did this happen seriously like uh, it's safe to say that the first kid was an accident yeah and it was also in god i mean i hate to say this about human life but it seemed to be like a negative aspect of t-rab's life they both they didn't seem happy in their newfound parenting yes and like to double down on that is just like seems bad for the kids it does doesn't seem fair it does it just kind of seems like hey man like Handle that differently. There's a lot of different ways to prevent pregnancies from happening. And Google that if you don't know. <laughs> Just Google it. There are. There's lots of different ways. Thank God for Google. Yes. Um, moving on to happier news. Ashley S., who is from The Bachelor. You remember her? The crazy of course, one? the crazy one. I, don't, I never really, really got her. She was not appealing to me as a TV character. Fortunately, she probably won't be back because she's now engaged. This, to me... There's every time like some of these people, especially like the fringes of reality TV stardom, you know what I mean? Like you get like Tanner and Jade who are like just like kind of known in the reality TV watcher world, kind of. But like when you're like two steps below them, it's sort of and then you end up in the news cycle, like even whatever weird websites you're on. It just feels kind of desperate. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like I feel like that part of her got engaged. Not because she really wants to spend the rest of her life with someone, but because she wants people like us to say that she got engaged. Well, she she wins then. Shout to her. Um, I wanted to mention something about The Bachelor. Ben H. and Tenley apparently had a fling this summer. Really? That's what I read on Reality Steve's Twitter. Interesting. So let me let me just let me ask some questions about that. Okay. If he had a serious thing with Tenley, that would then negate him from being The Bachelor. Yes. Do you think that he had actual feelings and a relationship with Tenley that he then cut off because he knew that there was greener grass in the bachelor pasture? It's just so hard to see Ben H doing that. It doesn't really seem like it's in his nature. It doesn't seem like a Ben H thing. But don't – if – like in the period – the period between which they announce that you're the bachelor and you start filming the show, you are basically like emotionally off limits for your own benefit. But what if you fall in love? I don't know. It's I don't know. I hope Tenley's on the show. This is a really interesting question. I know. And it's also like once you're kind of like in this world, it's like a lot of people like meet at work or whatever. Like yeah. once you kind of like entered for for them, like a professional world, it's kinda of hard to get out of it. So it would kind of make sense that two people who honestly seem like genuine nice people, Ben H yes, and Tenley. I like Tenley. Me too. I like her a I lot. I find her attractive too. You do? Yeah. I don't find her attractive, but she has like a lot of the kind of like classical attributes that sure. people like you know but what i mean i like her though like she seems sweet and she seemed like fairly realistic yeah. they both go seem to do a lot of charity outside of the country i've noticed that huh. they seem like a good match they do i i kind of like i'm rooting for them plus like i'm rooting for ben to not find love because i love him so much <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to the right reasons have a great weekend food news on monday thank you for listening to Grantland. To hear more Grantland shows in your earballs, subscribe to Grantland Sports and Grantland Pop Culture on iTunes. Or go to grantland.com and click on Podcasts.